0: Congratulations. You've somehow managed to stumble across the audio version of Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. The weekly live podcast discussing the latest headlines from the world of Comic-Con culture. This is Series 5, Episode 5, recorded live on the 27th of August, and in absence of any guests, and Leonard feeling a little under the weather, we discuss the State of the Union when it comes to what is becoming a very packed Comic-Con calendar, especially in the wake of London Super Comic Convention coming to a close while we're on air. Leonard and Alyssa talk about the various events which are wrapping up the summer convention season, and how this many cons can prove a burden as well as a boon. Please show your support to the podcast by commenting, liking and subscribing. Everything helps when it comes to spreading the word to other dedicated convention fans. Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. My name is Len Sultana, and uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. It's the 27th of August, 2017, and uh, plenty of stuff happening this weekend, uh, including uh, me not being exactly 100% well at this point. Um, in other words, it would have been actually, uh, it's rather coincidental, And lucky that I didn't actually end up going to uh, London Super Comic Con because it really would have kind of ruined my event. I wouldn't have been able to uh, really get into it on the final day. Um, But uh, the other reason is uh, I didn't go to London Super Comic Con is uh, purely because of funds. So no live report, I'm afraid. However, we have been following social media and we're going to get into that in a bit. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my uh, partner in crime, uh, which is Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic Con Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you?
1: I'm well um as i as you said we are very concerned about everybody in south texas i know a couple of people who got out of uh flew out of san antonio uh the day before it hit um, people from the music industry who were who were doing shows there and uh they were able to get out i'm still waiting to hear back on one friend who lives on the coast um but luckily all the relatives live farther much farther inland so it it seems like a devastating situation there with the flooding that's that's happening certainly on the well, scale- I, well, yeah
0: well i mean i've got a link here which um if you are wanting uh to uh, show support uh, the best place is uh, american red cross uh if you head to redcross.org uh, they do have links up to uh, take uh, financial support uh, if you would like to uh, show your thoughts to everyone affected uh, by Hurricane Harvey in South Texas. Uh, the full it. link... Oh, oh you're going to put the full link up? Okay. Uh, the, no, full no, link,
1: what, no? okay. the full link... Go
0: ahead. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll read it up, and I'll, uh, I'll certainly share it on social media. It's redcross.org slash local slash Texas slash gulf-coast slash disaster-response. dash response. It's a long link, but if you do head to redcross.org, uh, they will uh, there is a link there which will take you to the uh, the local page, uh, but please do donate where you can. I mean, I've I think I've put $5 into the kitty. It's not much, but it's it helps any way you can because it really is. It's an on, not only that, but it's an ongoing thing. Uh, it's a settled storm uh, uh, climate and it's not going anywhere just yet, so please do donate where you can okay um so yeah what's been happening this week i mean anything in terms of uh uh, the friends of comic-con forum for you
1: well i mean i'm gonna dive right into um sdcc uh news because that's uh, what a lot of people have been talking about um we've been talking about the fact that pre-reg is um probably we think it's gonna we've got a poll up on the site and we think it's probably gonna happen the first part of november i'm still holding out hope for october um Given the fact of the child returns being done at the end of September. Yeah,
0: yeah, same here. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking sooner rather than later. I think they're going to want to kind of combat any of the uh, criticism they got from last year from running it as late as they possibly did. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would, I would hedge my bets and say earlier. I, yeah, but um, if that's what people are saying, that's yep. what people are saying.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, that's the beauty of polls is that you get everybody's opinion, which is great, which is great. The other thing we're talking about um, is the fact that uh, on a Saturday Hall H line uh, with the uh, issues with the fake wristbands, um, Eddie had came out and said that uh, the people who didn't get into Hall H would be given uh, free tickets for next year. Those email notifications. We're hearing reports that they've gone out. We don't have um, an email to 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 show everybody of of what the actual verbiage is, but um, the I we are assuming that they are will be getting comp badges, which means that they would not be. Not have bought, been bought it, <laughs> they wouldn't have bought a ticket, so they wouldn't be eligible for pre-reg in 2019.
0: Really, uh, right, okay. They
1: don't know this. This is this is guesstimates on on our part. We we have not heard a confirmation one way or the other. I think this was just brought up, so it's it will be interesting to see how that's handled and whether or not they they actually give um, an exception for those comp badges. And I could certainly see them doing an exception. Yeah. You know, it's no fault of theirs, um, you know, and, and Eddie did make that offer. And it would be the nice thing to do, and CCI is a nice company.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that- no, I, I think it was a highly generous um, thing for them to do in the first place. And, yeah, you're right. I think it would be something that they could do to just kind of, uh, to, yeah, to extend the olive branch further for those people that were uh, shortchanged uh, in the whole H line okay
1: mm-hmm. um so that's that's pretty much what's been happening i did hear and I, I saw that you also uh had posted some information about zombie walk
0: i did indeed um right well well first things first let's dive into uh, just uh, the the overview of the weekend because of course we've got various events that are taking place uh, this weekend london super comic-con uh, here in the uk wizard world chicago is happening this weekend uh, at the moment. Uh, Amazing Hawaii Comic-Con, Vermont Comic-Con, Colorado Springs, uh, Comic-Con Palm Springs, uh, Comic-Con Ecuador, uh, going a little bit further afield. I know that we've got a couple of cast members from Gotham that are out there uh, promoting that one. Uh, Sri Lanka Comic-Con and Asia Pop Comic-Con. Asia Pop is pulling some serious numbers, and I'd really like to do a little bit more uh, research into that, because that event really... I mean, the the Asian Comic-Con market and uh, so the, certainly the uh, the so the Japanese and that, that kind of uh, so like Singapore that kind of area. I mean, I'd like to try and get uh, that. Uh, we have uh, a good friend of ours on the podcast that does follow, and um, we do. I would like to try and get her involved because I know that she wants to do a report from Singapore uh, Comic Con. That whole. Um, uh, arena when it comes to uh, pop culture is just exploding when it comes to cons. Uh, so I'd like to really get into that as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Isn't into, that done by Repop, or or am I conflating it with another con?
0: Uh, it's another con. Uh, okay. Well, certainly, certainly, Singapore is uh, a uh, separate con. It's a separate event. But I okay. think Asia, I think Asia pop uh, is a Repop event. Right. So, in terms of the um, uh, the the update that we put up for the legal situation with Zombie Walk, uh, yes, uh, this has come from an update um, which uh, was put up um, on Facebook, uh, which was it was quite disturbing actually, because uh, it really was something that uh, we hoped there was going to be some development that uh, that it was going to be something that we it was going to be seeing some kind of uh, closure. Uh, Matthew Pocky's uh, car uh, uh, was the one that struck um, a uh, bunch of pedestrians uh, that were walking through downtown uh, Gaslamp. Uh, this was in 2014. Um, and basically, uh, the judge awarded against uh, Matthew Pocky, saying that uh, uh, his uh, court case... Uh, against Zombie Walk was to be dropped and uh, that there would be no further um, ramific- legal, legal legal ramifications uh, for the driver. However, the passengers of the car, apparently, uh, which were the, his now wife, his sister and his uh, stepson, are suing zomb- Zombie Walk, uh, citing alleged mental health issues sustained from the incident. Uh, the, um, the situation, unfortunately, is that uh, she can't afford um, the legal... Uh, standings to keep going and she does need um a lawyer to keep uh, going through the legal proceedings um uh, we are asking uh, as support uh, if there's anybody who knows of any uh, body that could possibly help with that situation um certainly in providing uh, legal assistance if you could get in contact with zombie walk san diego um she needs to I personally think she needs the help and uh, we're a, a, a fan and a supporter of her efforts anybody that wants to try and put something on uh during Comic-Con and then have this happen uh, which has just caused her so much um hard heartache over the last uh, few years it's just uh, it's it's destroying uh so I really do hope that she kind of can pull things together that's um SD's zombie walk on uh, Facebook, uh, if you want to uh, follow the situation, or indeed if you can provide any help and assistance, that would be most uh, appreciated. Right, um, that was the updates I know that we had online, um, in terms of uh, things that we wanted to cover. But let's uh, get into uh, the things that have happened this weekend. London Super Comic uh, that has taken place. Uh, now, we've got a couple of people on the, uh, the Q&A that have uh, joined us today. Uh, who have been to London Super Comic Con this weekend? Um, that would be Andrew English and Graham Small. Um, basically, the reports have been that it has not been uh, the event that uh, they hoped it would be, especially considering the uh, talent pool that were going to be or have been in attendance. This is going to be. This has happened at the uh, Business Design Centre in London, which is uh, in Hammersmith, and has happened over the course of the last three days. Um, it's. I think it's something that's just closed, or it closed a couple of hours ago, so it has just wrapped up. Um, but, like I say, the, the the actual people that have been involved uh, this year have been George, Brian, Michael Bendis, uh, Lee Bajemo, uh Gabriel Delotto, uh, Terry Dodson, um, just going down the line, Jay Lee, um, Bob McLeod, Dan Slott. Um, it's just Simone Bianchi, Laura Braga mark buckingham uh, it's just been an amazing talent pool uh however uh the comments oh sorry islington i do apologize that uh, andrew english is following along. and uh yes it's um been a late bunch of nights as well because i know it's been going through to like eight o'clock on uh, some of the evenings however um uh, london superconcon uh, finished today at two o'clock artist alley at three thirty. panels at four uh big change from six when at the excel this was on a sunday um From what I can gather, the uh, primary issues have been the way that the artists have been shuffled into the building in terms of where they've been placed. They've felt that they've been kind of put a little bit um, in a back room, as it were. Uh, uh, so much so that the footfall has been uh, particularly light, but also the actual footfall to the whole event has been a bit quieter than usual. Uh, the comments that have been coming up on so- my social media have been mostly because of the uh, cross bleed against other events that are taking place uh, in the very near future. You do have a uh, thought bubble that takes place in a couple of weekends time. You've got uh, ice that takes place uh, in Birmingham in two weekends. Um, You've got lakes coming up as well at the end of uh, the month. Uh, Basically, there's just so many events and people have been wondering if perhaps um, London Super Comic Con has really hurt itself in moving to this period of the year. Um, It's been, it's now turned into a very tight uh, convention calendar here in the UK. So much so, uh, we would have had um, a nice as well which is the uh the event that takes place in bedford they didn't run in 2017 i think purely because of this kind of situation you've got things like notting hill carnival you've got uh, the bank holiday weekend you've got so many other distractions and so many conventions which uh, artists and talents can decide to attend one or the other at which point london super comic con has taken quite the hit um Andrew English is uh, hearing word that they are going to try for February again. Uh, that could be a little bit too close, perhaps, uh, since you know it's just run now in um, in August. So that I don't know. Uh, Graham Small, it wasn't so super. Very low key, poorly signposted and laid out. I was only there on Friday, and think there were less than five hundred people there. You're gonna, can you tell me what time that was? Because that is decidedly shocking. Uh, if you could let us know what time that was. That was uh, particularly poor. Uh, so, yes, uh, please uh, let me know. Uh, so there we go. Um, I don't know what you've been spotting online, Alyssa, um, but, uh, I mean, I've been... The, I, the attendees that did go have had a great time, from what I can tell. I mean, Brian, Brian Michael Bendis in particular has uh, been uh, incredibly popular. And he's really enjoyed himself,
1: right? I I think that the people who are going are the the, are the long term convention people who've been doing it for quite a while, so they know you know they know how to push through this. But the backloading of the season into putting everything in August does seem to be taking its toll. Um, I mean, I, I know that we've we've also got a report in from Dave um and you're gonna <laughs> you to G-
0: david gersplatch
1: <laughs> gersplatch um yeah. from wizard world chicago and he was saying he uh you know to to quote him he was saying that there's very wide aisles with a lot of empty booth space it's nice for walking around but um it can't be good for the con um and he overheard oh, sorry, him, so,
0: so where, where was this
1: this was at Wizard World Chicago. Right, okay. Yeah, so the uh, granted other side, you know, of the pond, so to speak, but no, no, no. I think it, it goes to the concentration of conventions in August. Um, one of the reasons why I loved Boston Comic Con so much was because it was originally in April and it got it got us in the mood for going, it spread the season out and got us in the mood and ready for going to cons. And then they, they decided to, to cash in on, on the August uh, kids out of school thing and went then. So it's not, it's not surprising to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about that and the whole, um, um, people making that decision. Uh, of whether to attend a convention or indeed uh, because it's a bank holiday weekend it's a holiday weekend where you think that you'd have the opportunity to kind of uh, relax and uh, enjoy something like this but then like you say um it's it proves a bit awkward uh (laughs) when you then have family and uh other halves that want to kind of take you away and uh, have a family of it a uh, family thing of it but um, especially when you've got something like London Super Comic Con which is very much about comics it's a very niche it is still a very niche uh, um, fandom uh, so it's not something where you can take um, kids uh, to some degree because there's not so much in terms of distractions for them I mean there's been some great cosplay uh, on display at uh, London Super Comic Con but you you kind of understand it's very it's a very focused event um, wonder, a lot.
1: I wonder if they would do just as well if it was a smaller convention, you know, just as they didn't that they didn't necessarily try and pull in the big names.
0: You know? This has been another part of the conversation that I was having today uh, about a uh, London Super Comic Con, basically saying that perhaps we could see a return to more um, smaller like Village Hall events. Um, where it kind of takes it back to uh, the more—I'm trying to work out a way of des- describing it. You could tell I'm ill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, no. Very much uh, more, a more in- I mean, intimate kind of uh, surrounding,
1: and more of a weekend thing. So you could, you know, you could take the family for half a day, and you know, with the kids, and go down and see, you know, peruse through some long boxes, see some talent, and. You know, go out to lunch, you know, that that kind of just an easy day as opposed to I am going to spend the whole weekend and I'm going to go to con and I will see this and this and this and, and I'm going to cosplay. And, you know, instead of trying to make an event, which seems like the market is so oversaturated with,
0: yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah, I can see that. I can also see the appeal of that as well. (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) When when, when I when I invented, well, there is that as well. But um, (laughs) when I when I've attended two events back to and yeah, event conventions back to back this summer, um, a nice niche village hall kind of thing (laughs) sounds very appealing. So there we go. Um, Graham Small, this was a small location, uh, in London, but it was advertised as a major con. It was my first London Supercomic Con. I only went because I was working in the area, but I was in and out in an hour. That's wow. never, that's never great. Um, but there we go. I mean, the, the, what I did have been reading, certainly when it comes to, um, uh, the talent pool, uh, I mean, certainly, uh, Brian Michael Bendis has been loving his stay. Uh, in uh, in London um, he also quite likes the idea that the, the organisers were very accommodating to him uh, and indeed from what I've been hearing have been they have been very helpful to the talent that have been uh, attending it's just the venue and the way that it was laid out um, Brian arrived a little bit early, was told that there were lines waiting for him and yeah you were looking around a two hour ballpark to actually get something signed by Brian Michael Bendis this weekend and uh, he, I, I, do you want me to jump on early? Yes, I will. And he, he, he did, and uh, he jumped on early. He was incredibly uh, f- uh, accommodating to the fans because I think he appreciated that um, it's a rare thing for him to come to the UK. So, uh, yeah, it was. I, I, from what I've been reading, he was, he was a star. He was a diamond. So, uh, yeah, fair play to the guy. So, yeah, there we go.
1: It kind of i mean brings up the the uh, other bit of news that we had today uh, this past week about wizard world's second quarter profits being down by fifty percent, which okay. I found to be rather kind of dive, in-
0: yeah, yeah go ahead. dive in dive into that
1: that you know to be rather interesting um, that i mean it also kind of goes back to what david uh david g i'm just going to call him that <laughs> said about wizard world um the wizard world uh chicago uh, convention was that um david uh david tenet had to cancel during his convention and at the last minute but at least wizard world did refund all of their uh, all of their tickets and was trying to be very helpful to the fans um that said, it can have helped their their uh, bottom line if they're having to do this type of thing for their big na- one of their big main talents. I know that they had a couple of companions, um, uh, Doctor Who companions at the con and had done a lot of uh, three, you know, photo ops with the three of them. And and I can't and those must have been a pretty high ticket item. So it's it. I think it goes to the restructuring. Maybe we're seeing the restructuring of the pop culture convention scene. We're seeing the beginnings of it um, over here as well as um, on the other side of the, pan- of the pond.
0: No, I, I agree with that. Uh, well, I mean, it's not just in the UK, obviously. You've got Paris Super Comic Con coming up soon as well. Um, so you've these these events are all, backing up it really is uh, turning into uh, a very close quarter ca- calendar and that is going to hurt uh, when it comes to um the events i mean 50% profit for for wizard world that's a big thing i'm also wondering if they have also been hit by um the various um controversies that have been uh, you know the, the lack of confidence in the brand perhaps what do, what do you think
1: Um, That would make sense to me. I mean, I certainly did my research before I went into a fan expo uh, event. I I certainly did my research on them before I went to to because I was thinking about buying a photo op here or there, you know, doing this type of thing. I have no confi. I have complete confidence in them at this point. I think that everybody just has to look at the individual uh, convention and Wizard World is stepping up and they're refunding and they're taking care of people. And that, that's the report that we got back from David G. So, you know, I, I, I gotta think that it does affect the market for all of the pop culture. The, the, um, the autograph, the celebrity cons sure. I, I think is, is where we're seeing the problems.
0: Yeah. I think also the, the like you say, I mean, the, the same names cropping up. At every event, people will just pick and choose. And mm-hmm. they'll just, uh, they'll find the ones that they uh, will focus on. Uh, I mean, I was quite excited at the fact that um, Pearl Mackey is going to be coming to uh, Mcon uh, for uh, an appearance. At which point I we then started going through something that we we're going to be getting into on a regular basis here on the show, um, which is Comic Con talent additions and cancellations. At which point you then notice that she's accepting every invitation um, and will attend the opening of an envelope at this point. Uh, so <laughs> oh, no, no, you could just tell that she's taking the uh, the role, the one year role that she had on uh, uh, Doctor Who and just going, I can get some pretty good vacation time out of this. Uh, so she's going to all sorts of events. I'm I'm, I'm quite interested.
1: When you were so talking gone. about going to, like, Singapore Con and all of, you know, they were getting some pretty good talent, you know, in, in the Asian cons, I was like, going, I'd do that. Yeah, I'd go over there, you know, take the family, have a vacay, <laughs> you know, take <laughs> a week off. It sounds like a brilliant idea to me. <laughs> um, uh,
0: if you can um, just take the reins just for a second, Sunny. Uh, when it comes to the Gen Con attendance. I just got a message I want to send someone.
1: Sure, um, It's going along with the wizard world, uh, and the, um, attendance for the, uh, the celebrity cons, uh, Gen Con was this past uh, week or two, and they were reporting, um, a 4% increase in, a, in turnstile, um, folks, uh, turnstile numbers, uh, it was up 4%, so they had about 5,000 more people go through and go into the convention um i think that in general their four-day attendance usually remains about the same um but i believe that they did have a a, a unique uh a unique visitors um of it about sixty thousand sixty two thousand people so their market is strong and i think what that goes to goes to is the fact that they've got a they, they've got they've developed a niche there's no other conventions out there that are really like Gen Con and I think that they um, they know their market you know they've been there they've got dates for I think 20 years at the Indianapolis Convention Center <laughs> so they're you know they're playing to their strengths and and more power to them I'm so glad that they've they've managed to to uh, keep it contained um, the next topic that I had wanted to bring up and Leonard's a little uh, hesitant about this. So he's probably going to jump in at a moment's notice is we did get some um, uncomfortable news (laughs) about Joss Whedon um, uh, and his fan website has closed. Um, This is on the back of a piece that was done um, that his ex-wife wrote. Um, Making certain allegations uh, about Joss, and I think that uh, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is so that we un- it just kind of illustrates the point that these people are real people. They're artists. <laughs> they've got their their you know they've got their problems and. Yes, there are, there is no one person who's perfect. And we all know that, but, uh, for, for somebody who who has held Joss in very high esteem, I was a little disheartened, but I still appreciate his works. And I will be there, um, going and seeing the next movie that he, that he directs and or writes.
0: I agree. Uh, I mean, the one thing I'll jump in on that is that, um, I think you can divorce, uh, to, uh, use the term unfortunately uh the uh, a person's work and their private life um mm-hmm. it's it's difficult but it can be done um when it's something of a legal matter and um, then obviously something that um is rather difficult to uh to do um purely i mean i i there's several examples of that which is uh, difficult to uh, uh Sorry, I'm getting a little bit distracted because we may have a a last-minute guest. So bear with me a second. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah,
0: indeed. Bear with me. Bear with me. Um, But
1: I was pretty unhappy about the fact that the fan site shut down because that's not about Joss the person. That's about Joss's work. And I was, I was disappointed that it that it was shut down. But I could understand why the, the the people who run it did that so that they wouldn't have to overly moderate people because you don't want a lot of backs, you know, flaming troll wars going on. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: you, you could imagine they, they, they would have gotten a whole lot of traffic, uh, purely off the back of the, this, these, um, and it was allegations. It says a lot that, um, the comments that they made on the site, uh, when they closed and shuttered, uh, Weednesk that, uh, they said that, it was purely about um, how they w- felt that the site was going to progress that they felt that um, th- time to uh, bring things to a close and they didn't mention uh, the allocations uh, directly but it does say a lot about the uh, the final paragraph when they talked about um, the if you would like to donate to uh, the support group which was mentioned by joss's uh, ex um, in his in her post uh, Alyssa, i've just sent you a Private message, if you could just have a look at that, please. Right, uh, it, it's like you say, it's very difficult to um, defend. I mean, I was in the room for the Firefly anniversary panel, and I was in the room when he got his Inkpot Award, and I am a huge fan. Um, I, I personally believe that he has created some incredible uh, characters, uh, some incredible feminist characters. Um, I understand and appreciate people's concerns um, when you do read them on social media about um, the, his uh, intentions when he writes those characters and also the failings of those as femi- feminist characters. But I'll be, yes, I'll be going to see Justice League and um, I'll, uh, uh, <laughs> well, then again, I'll be going to G- see Justice League anyway, just to see how um, the whole Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon combination is going to work, considering <laughs> that it's also very possible that... Uh, It may be the last decent WBDC film that we'll get, considering (laughs) we're, no, considering we're hearing the, (laughs) considering these reports of the Joker films and the Batman standalone film, it's just ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, who who knows?
1: I'm still putting on hope for
0: Aquaman. I, what can I say? I know. Oh, well, Aquaman <laughs> will succeed purely on the sheer force of will that is Jason Momoa. So. Yes,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, after all, women aren't half of the population. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, I, what, what's the, yeah, it, what's the next movies after that? As the next one's coming out this year. Do you remember? I don't remember, so I can't speak to that.
0: It is purely Justice League at this point. Yeah, Justice League. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we have had confirmations from WB before and DC before about things that we're going to be getting down the pipe. And then the plan changes six months later. I mm-hmm. think when people are talking about um, these uh, Harley Quinn Joker films and the, the the Batman standalone film, I don't think anyone's really that, convinced <laughs> so i think people will only believe that a film will come out in the dc extended universe when it's in the cinema <laughs> forget even be forget even being filmed when it's in the cinema is when we'll believe it exists
1: yeah. uh, yes i know wb i mean that's the problem with wb yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay
0: um, um, Andrew Dickinson's good. asking the big, the, uh, good question, will they can Batgirl, uh, which was going to be Joss's next project? That is a very big question. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, we're trying to invite Ryan Jenkins, uh, who is a comic artist, he's a cosplayer. He's also a staff member at uh, Orbital Comics, and he has been attending uh, London Super Comic Con, so we're just trying to get him on board at this point so bear with us right uh yeah it's a difficult thing but uh, we will of course keep an eye on that it's i think it's interesting to hear that uh we haven't had any response from joss whedon uh at this point uh i mean let me just check I, i'm under the impression or i was under the impression that he hadn't tweeted since that he had gone pretty much radio silent yes he has he went radio silent um, pretty much the morning of that uh, post going up. Which, considering that he has been quite verbose recently, uh, certainly when it comes to uh, his politics. Uh, but there we go. Okay, so um, that's that. Uh, we can get into this then, which is something that we're going to be doing um, on the show a little bit more regularly, which is um, talent con- confirmations and cancellations uh, of... Uh, uh, shows coming up uh, in the near future, uh, which have been announced this week. Uh, we have had Rose City Comic Con, which is going to be held uh, not next weekend, weekend next, the 8th to the 10th of September, have confirmed Pearl Mackie from Doctor Who. Ah, shock shocker a surprise. Uh, there we go. Um, Jeremy Shada, who's a voiceover actor for Adventure Time, and also Carlos Valdez from The Flash. They have all been confirmed as special guests this week. Uh, new York Comic Con have run a new series of uh, announcements of for guests this week, uh, which can be found at com slash guests. And uh, they have confirmed this week, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Joe Quinn um uh, Missy Payner. Oh, look at that. You were happy about that, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Missy, absolutely. Missy Payner, who's um, the uh, Steven Universe cover artist. Uh, ben Templesmith, who I'm excited about because uh, I'm a big fan of his work. And also Mark Morales as well. All of these have been confirmed this week. Uh, for New York Comic Con and um a couple of UK uh, confirmations that have come through this week uh, we had um uh, the also oh, bear with me the Mcon uh, boys take to Facebook uh, on Wednesday uh, Nicholas Brandon has been confirmed uh, obviously famous from a Joss Whedon creation, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of course. Uh, he's uh, confirmed as special guest uh, at uh, MCON Nottingham uh, May next year, uh, along with Chris Rankin uh, from Harry Potter, Vig- Virginia Hay from Farscape. Uh, those three were, will be joining LeVar Burton and De- Denise Cosby from Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Emma Caulfield from Buffy, Eddie McClintock from Warehouse 13, Jason David Frank from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and pull Mackey from doctor who uh so <laughs> there you go yay uh okay um and the one that was announced this morning now this is off a, an event that took 2017 off we were talking about this earlier about this very cramped uh calendar for conventions and uh the organizers for nice uh which uh, takes place in Bedford. Um, They decided to step step away from the convention calendar, cancelling in 2017. They are returning in 2018 and confirmed their first guest, Donny Cates, who's the writer of two brilliant books uh, currently running on Image Comics, which is God Country. If you've not checked God Country out yet, check that book out. That's incredible. And also Redneck as well, which is another fantastic book. Right, quick pocket review of Redneck. That is a (laughs) – no, very quickly, it's a story set in the south – um, with a bes- besieged um, town um, which has a be- which is being overrun by vampires. Page one starts in the middle of the siege. It gives you no run-up to it. It just dives straight in. It's brilliantly written. It's fantastically drawn. Check that book out. Donny Cates has been confirmed as the first guest and the UK, uh, UK Con exclusive at Nice in Bedford next year. You can find out more at nicecon.co.uk. To the above of that... uh, Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Graham Small also confirms... Uh, that uh, Marvel have announced that they are going to be attending London uh, MCM London, uh, but doesn't know what that means quite right. They haven't been particularly vague with that announcement. Uh, they It doesn't announce whether it's Marvel Studios, Marvel Comics, um, whether they're going to be having a booth, whether they're going to be having some kind of panel or talent appearance. They've been incredibly vague for now. But it is an official announcement that Marvel will be attending. Uh, this is kind of big news because Marvel... Uh, MCM haven't really attracted um, the big comic names. They have been more leaning towards the pop culture end of their uh, uh, con calendar and uh, sorry con talent appearances. Um, so this is a very big thing that they are moving the the talent pool from an actual big publisher. Marvel have announced they're coming to MCM Comic Con. Uh, to the above, then what we are going to be doing on an Englishman in San Diego is putting up a weekly post of Comic-Con talent additions and cancellations. If you spot anything, uh, please do let me know on Twitter, uh, on EnglishmanSDCC, or indeed you can send it to tips at com. If you spot anything, let me know and we'll run it on the site. Uh, But that's what we're going to be doing every Thursday, a con talent uh, additions and cancellations post. So there we go.
1: Nice. I'm glad we're doing a weekly. Uh, I'm glad you're going to be doing a weekly. Um, I, th- I think so because uh, it does give keep, uh, keep
0: people up to date with them, um, who they can see at these events. So that's cool.
1: I mean, and that's why I do the weekend TV. It's just you know, it keep just keeps people current and looking forward. And yeah. um, you see takes- the
0: thing. I mean, I wanted to do weekend comics, but I can't afford the comics. Uh. <laughs> I'm so I'm so behind. My pull list is huge. I've got to go and get that sorted before it gets oh. stupid. Uh terrible. But there you we go. To
1: talk to them. Just talk to them. You've got to talk to them. The sooner you talk to them, the, the easier it will be. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> you know. Okay, so um you've got something here, um
1: a nine I'll question survey? I, I'll explain it. <laughs>
0: go for it, go I'm for getting,
1: it. I'm getting ready to do um my biannual look back at the past season um article and as a part of that what I do is I put out a survey um which asks people hey what are you watching what did you like this past summer what you know what did you finish watching any second uh second sophomore year shows that that premiered last summer that you're still watching this summer. Um, I mean, obviously we've got uh, game of Thrones and you know, the, the larger shows, but I'm talking about the, the new shows that came out. Um, so I've got a survey that I'm going, that I'm posting a link for right now. Um, to people, it's a nine question survey and I appreciate just people's feedback on it. Go, you know, just answer it. And if you don't want, you don't have to answer any of the questions. Um, so it's, you can just skip things if, if you, uh, or like, ah, oh, I don't watch any of it. Or add an add a question in there for none. Or point out like <laughs> like Michael P did. Oh, Alyssa, you forgot to add the second season of Expanse. <laughs> because <laughs> rely on Michael <laughs> to be up on that sort of thing for me. So, um, and but you, you can make changes like that, and I see that in the um in the results. So and and we'll we'll be tabulating those i'm not sure when that article's coming out i'm thinking probably the first or second week in september uh, because we've also got a fall premiere article coming out that um, will be happening the first part of august too so but for this week oh my god game of thrones final tonight <laughs> indeed has has this thing been leaked yet I have no idea I don't watch (laughs) okay I don't I just don't do it because I like watching it on the big screen I like watching it on the TV Um, let's see what is Andrew Dickinson says will HBO drop Confederacy from the Game of Thrones
0: (laughs) you know no no, that's that's an interesting question Uh, from what I can gather from the way they've been talking no um, or certainly, the the, the showrunners are fully intending to keep going with it. Uh, the way that they've been behaving online, the way they've been talking, the way they've been um, conducting interviews, this is not something they're just going to scrap. Um, it's a project that they will, if they'll run on HBO or they'll run somewhere else. Um, I don't think that's going anywhere, personally. <laughs>
1: And Leonard has spoken. <laughs> so we, we do get a supersized, um, uh, it, edition of it this, this evening. And my son is up to speed, so I'm actually gonna have somebody I, that I can watch Game of Thrones with. I'm, I'm thrilled. <laughs> so, I mean, after last, uh, last week's, uh, you know, last couple of minutes, just, oh my god, I, you know, you just hear everybody, oh my god. <laughs> In the Twitterverse. Yeah. The other thing we've got happening this week um, is a third season of Netflix's Narcos. I have not read this, um, but... And so I'm not... I'm, I have not seen it. I don't know if anybody has.
0: It's... Uh, I mean, I, I caught the first season. What I was curious about it, because it's very much like... um having a ongoing series from, uh, Queen, uh, so the, the Queen. Um, at the end of the day, it's not exactly a finite story. Um, there are, it's, there's a rather, it concludes in history rather definite. Um, but it is based around, uh, the story of, uh, Pablo Escobar. Um, season one d- uh, did, uh, discuss that. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't watch further on beyond but as far as i'm aware it is about the life and um misadventures of pablo escobar
1: and I have as, a problem with finite series you know
0: that, that i have no problem with i have no problem with series with a closed end but um yeah. when when obviously something is popular and then the studios want to carry the story forward um to where at the end of the day the story kind of it has oh
1: Yes, yeah, so then we get um, uh the
0: Hobbit. <laughs> or the <No>. Hobbit. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, sorry. laughs> okay, we're getting into a whole other conversation now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, Graham Small it has moved past Escobar now, so it's it's going to c- follow on the uh, the story about the the fight of the DEA against the cartels. All right. Okay. So, no. yeah, Season two. Um, all right. That's a spoiler. We'll leave that there. Uh, <laughs> Um, like, like, like I say, the story of Pablo Escobar has a rather certain definitive end. Apparently, that was covered in season two. Anyway, <laughs> moving on.
1: Moving on. There, there's not a lot happening this week, um, to be honest with you. Um, and I, just kind of tying into that, that survey that I'm doing, um, there is a suggestion since it's coming up to a three-day weekend for us here in the States next weekend, or next weekend, I think um that there's a bunch of shows that you may want to catch up on and clean off your DVR. Uh, Mr. Mercedes, The Mist, I highly recommend. Will, I love. A Handmaid's Tale, uh, Blood Drive, The Strain, Glow. That, uh, The Glow is the one about the, uh, female, uh, roller yeah. derby. Glamorous
0: which, ladies of wrestling
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which you know is I love it. it's it's I've watched the first couple of three ones and I want to get back to it and finish it because it's that good. you know I'm still talking about it weeks months later. Um, of course, defenders, um, the tick landed last week. so if you haven't caught that one, um, do do so. Um, and let's see Michael Leventhal also suggested the defiant ones. Um, was very good and recommends people check that one out. Um, there's also if you not don't want to get involved in the series, there's What Happened to Monday and War Machine. Again, I've talked about all of these before. Um, there's also Preacher, Donovan, Dark Matter, Winona Earp, and Killjoys. But those are all you know longer uh, running shows, so people know about those already. We say goodbye to Killjoys, Animal Kingdom. Queen of the South and your favorite Hooten and the Lady this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Considering I'm stunned that it's still running today is beyond me.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's 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 just getting a repeat here in the states in case it gets any traction because we all know we have different opinions—the side of the pine from yours.
0: <clears throat> yeah, um, Dan Berry is correcting me. It's the uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, no, I number one, I didn't realize that Dan was such a uh, wrestling fanatic, and number two, it's nice to know that he likes watching women in leotards throw themselves about a bit. Uh, so, hey, whatever floats hey. your boat, mate. Whatever floats I get your boat. You to do it
1: every week with football. Come on. <laughs> no is that watching.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, something that you haven't mentioned, and I'm stunned that you haven't mentioned about next week.
1: next week
0: next week this I time. will I, next Sunday on this show I will be bringing my review of Inhumans episode 1 um, it is hitting IMAX and mm-hmm. uh, we I oh. will I've got my I've got my tickets bought and I will be heading and I will be seeing that at Sheffield and uh, for better or for worse I, I will be bringing my review of that particular episode. Uh,
1: that because it, it actually premieres. Well, it premieres in the theaters next week. Um, it doesn't actually drop until I believe the following week. Cool. And he's looking up the dates just to double check me. I guarantee. it. <laughs> <laughs> As am I. Okay. But no, like I say, it it,
0: um, premieres on IMAX uh, next week. And, um, yeah, I will be bringing my
1: review next Sunday. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think about it. Very much so. Cool. Right. Tag tag me when you do your review. Will do.
0: Um, Oh, well, I'll be periscoping, of course. Yeah. So what the hell. It's it's, it's me. Of course I'll be periscoping. Um, So So I'll be coming out. I'll be coming out of that and I'll give my instant thoughts on this on the show.
1: One of the things that I just I wanted to say to people um, about Inhumans, because it's been getting a lot of it seems like a lot of people are slamming it, mostly because of Medusa's hair, Medusa's hair um, and and what they showed. And, you know, I don't what I overheard some people say who saw it at San Diego Comic-Con was that it wasn't finished yet. work in
0: progress absolutely
1: so you know keep an open mind and just because you know people have been talking about it doesn't mean that it's that it's the finished product
0: correct correct okay so that's week in tv uh just a final couple of things on our uh, shopping list that we want to just uh, wrap up on Uh, yeah we were trying to get ryan on but he was actually uh, just getting back from london super comic-con and it was a bit of a trek to get through london They've had some issues with terms of trains uh, in uh, the capital, so people getting back from London was a bit awkward. So there we go. Current uh, session, I've seen no trailer for Inhumans. Staying away from it, okay. Just going in straight. Go for it. Go, go, go for it, girl. Um, excellent stuff. Uh, so yeah, the other things that we've got are um, something that's starting on Englishman in San Diego next year. Um, is I'm going to be adding as part of the the, um, the directory for San Diego Comic-Con is um, a hotels list, a separate series of posts for each hotel, which will allow people uh, more information about the uh, layouts, about the uh, features, about uh, what a hotel can provide for you. Uh, so there's going to be maps, pictures, photos, and reviews. And this is where we now call on you guys. Uh, I'm going to be putting a post up as well, putting up uh, requests. But what I'm looking for is reviews of the hotels that you've been staying at uh, in San Diego Comic-Con this year. We're wanting recent reviews, okay, of San Diego Comic-Con 2017 of the hotels. Uh, if you could send them to hotel directory at anenglishmaninsandiego.com. Only needs to be a paragraph. We're not talking full essays just your thoughts and your impressions of the hotels that you stayed at this year. Um, if you could send them through, we're going to start putting those posts together so that then people can have a... Uh, it's almost going to be like a, a mini Yelp for the various hotels uh, of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we're not talking the condos. We're not talking the individual places. It is more the uh, the ones that are... Recommended and indeed part of the hotel sale. So if you'd like to send them through to hotel directory at an Englishman in San Diego dot com, we'd love to take those on board.
1: We, we've got a bunch, um, if you want to just verify some, we've got a bunch of reviews of hotels on the forum too. Um, Excellent. They're, they're done by they're done by individuals, um, and Angela Copley has uh, has been a spearhead behind this project and has really uh put order to them. Um, so it's it's a uh, you know it's a way of getting some information out there too. Cool, so. uh, Dan Berry. I hear the
0: Horton Grand Hotel is haunted. Um, <laughs> if that's the case, um, I was hoping to perhaps host the englishman tea party there um (laughs) but hey you know what that might be if it's haunted it's haunted what the hell Uh, (laughs) that's good to me (laughs) (laughs) cool okay and uh i think last but not least on our shopping list before we wrap things up um is the news that um hit the uk early this morning which means it would have been late last night in the u.s uh which is the passing of tobe hooper um tobe hooper we, this has not been a great year for uh, ho- um, horror film fans. Um, obviously, it's, it, Tobe Hooper um, was an influential film director uh, who has pretty much defined uh, horror in uh, American cinema in terms of putting films out there which even the um, the classification board had no clue how to uh, put their, uh, their stamp on uh, where his work was involved, uh, Texas Saw Massacre, of course, is something which just will stay indelibly in the mind of anybody who has watched it. But I'm more of a fan as well of those things which have just been kind of on the line on that. Those things that just seep into your consciousness. Poltergeist. If oh, you actually, if you watch that film, uh, so it's only at the back end when that really turns into a true horror film. Beyond Mm -hmm. that, it's just something that seeps under the skin. It's just nothing but pure atmosphere. It's what the guy did supremely well. And Mm. for me, his crowning achievement, Salem's Lot, which (laughs) is still one of the... I mean, I know that there's been a couple of posts that I've been watching this week, actually, and I'm certain that they're going to be retracting their statements very, very quickly. Because there was a post I saw this week uh, on YouTube. Is Salem's Lot actually that scary? Yeah. Yes, yes it is. It's, <laughs> it's really nasty. Um, it's a gorgeous piece of work. Um, but, uh, one of the quintessential, and it kind of, it's also, uh, summed up in Texas as well. There's a scene in Salem's Lot where the master, the, uh, the main big bad villain is in a room with fluoro lighting just out in the open. And it's this kind of, um, Nosferatu shapes. Um, vampire just in ugly lighting stood by a kitchen table and it is one of the scariest things because it's there it's present and it feels real and he just it, he excelled in stuff like that so no for uh Tobe, Tobe hooper fans uh our sympathies of course going out to friends and family your thoughts Alyssa? oh
1: poltergeist uh you know an iconic uh you know pivotal movie uh of the of my childhood <laughs> you know, just, that's, I just, that's the one with the girl at the television, the little girl at the television. Yep. <laughs> just, how can you not? I mean, that, that, uh, the is, thing is, that, that, the film, the, the
0: film was produced by Steven Spielberg,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and people kind of, when you look at the, the family structure, uh, in that film, and when you look at some of the way that the, 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 the way that it's structured, people did seem to think that it was a Steven Spielberg film. If you look at the rest of Tobe Hooper's work, you know, Poltergeist mm-hmm. was all him. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm, I, I'm, i I'm a fan and I will remain a fan and I'm, we're going to miss him.
1: That's, that's the kind of horror movies that I enjoy are, are the subtle, you know, not the chainsaw massacre. I never was a huge fan <laughs> of that, one. but I, I can understand <laughs> people being it and, you know, no judge and all that sort of stuff. But, um, I do want to make one correction here. I had mentioned earlier that the Inhumans come uh, air next week. They air on Friday, the 29th of September. So we won't be getting an actual broadcast presentation of the Inhumans until then. Um, so they are going to be on Friday nights at 8 or 9 o'clock. The first one is going to be a two-hour um, thing. But I'll be, I'll be mentioning that in a couple of weeks. Cool. So I'm interested in your earlier reviews of it.
0: <laughs> well like i say it's um i will be yeah i'll be uh doing my uh usual periscope thing after the actual showing but uh, yeah i'll try and get something up on the post as well on the site so, excellent you stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely you No, know, let's wrap things up and say thank you very much indeed to everyone for watching thank you very much indeed for bearing with the way that the show's been presented this week but um yeah thank you very much indeed for joining us um Alyssa, where can people find you online
1: um, I'm just going through the Q&A just one more time. The cl- uh, Angela Copley, the clown doll in Poltergeist Scared the Living Heck out. I'm with you. <laughs> totally with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Life Force. Oh yeah, I mean, let, let's very quickly talk about that. I mean, if we're talking about clowns very, very quickly. I'm gonna go see it. The reviews have been off the scale for this thing. <laughs> Looking forward to that but anyway okay okay.
1: carry on Uh, (laughs) so carry on so people can find me at friends of cci uh for by twitter and they can find me on my site uh friendsofcc.com excellent And and support us via patreon you can. You can support us at
0: uh, patreon.com slash uh, You can follow all of my misadventures at uh, EnglishmanSDCC, including on the old uh, Periscope as well. Uh, it, it kind of cross posts to Twitter, but um, certainly for the Inhumans, you can kind of see my live res- response to that if you want to follow me on there. Please also, something that I, we do keep forgetting uh, at the end of the day, we're hosting this on YouTube, uh, please like comment and subscribe uh it does uh, we've been posting some stuff throughout the course of the week and we're going to continue to do some stuff beyond just the sunday show so please do subscribe so it lets you know when we're going live and doing stuff on youtube please do like the channel please do subscribe and uh yeah please do support us in that way Thank you very much indeed for joining us this week. We're back next week. Oh, we've got one more thing. Go for
1: it. I think next week, are we not having a live report from Long Beach Comic Con?
0: I believe so, yes. Uh, we're des- we're, we are kind of, um, putting <laughs> that together, but, um, yes, hopefully, um, we're going to have someone going to be joining us from uh, Long Beach who's going to be letting I, I, us know.
1: I, I believe we, we, I, I've been kind of pestering you, so. Fair enough. <laughs> I okay. that you announce it? I have to uh, let you do the announcing, but we we are. We'll be,
0: we'll be doing a live report from Long Beach Comic Con next <laughs> Sunday.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: bye. Okay, take care. We will see you next Sunday. Uh, we'll also get the audio version of this up in the next couple of days, um, and hopefully we will see you next Sunday. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Oh, I got to hang up. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot I was...